Hallelujah. Praise God. So last Sunday we talked about the mystery of meeting God in the midst of trouble. Meeting God in the midst of trouble. We read John, James chapter number 5 verse 13. And we told you about Saul. That it's because of a lost donkey that Saul met Samuel. Hallelujah. Because of a lost donkey, Saul met Samuel. And because Moses was walking around with his sheep, that he met God on the mountain. Daniel, friend, experienced God because of a fire. When they threw them into a fire, the Bible says that a fourth man came. And I encourage you, that doesn't matter what is going on in your life today, can be an opportunity for the manifestation of God's glory. You see, we say today that what, what they meant for evil, God turned it for good. Hallelujah. If Uzziah hadn't died, Obedidom wouldn't receive the ark in his house. Now, because Uzziah died, the ark went to the house of Obedidom. Now, I don't know what is going on in your life, but I'm here to tell you that the pressure that you are going through is not there to kill you, but it's there to magnify the name of the Lord in your life. You see, if there is no testimony, if there is no test, there can't be a testimony. People need to understand that every test that you are put through has a potential in it to bring you to a place God wants you to be. Hallelujah. There is no test that is not purpose to bring you glory. You need to understand that. Bible says, Jesus, behold him because that was set before, the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He knew that the cross was a test, that after the cross there is glorification. He died on the cross and he rose from the grave. Hallelujah. I say he died on the cross and he rose from the grave. He didn't rise from the cross. He rose from the grave. I don't know if you catch what I'm trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So sometimes the cross process can be painful. It can be painful because you need to carry the cross to Golgotha, the place of skull. And you come there and pitch the cross. And you've been crucified. But remember with God, it's never late. Jesus was buried. And then Satan forgot that life and death are two things that meet. So when death and life met at the grave, life came out. Because death could not hold him. Can I submit to you that the beginning of your life is death. Yes. Yes. The beginning of your life is not when you were born. <laughs> the beginning of life starts with death. The Bible says, Jesus put it this way. He said, unless a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. So in the principle of death, there is life. So the more you feel like you are dying, the more you are living. You need to understand that. The more it feels like this thing is killing, the more you must know there is a principle of life that is activated within you. Because life will always overtake death. So people don't want to understand that. You know, everything you go through, oh Lord, help me. Doesn't matter who is doing it. Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's not even the doing of the Lord. But God is so powerful that he's able to change the intention of something and make it a blessing still. Oh, what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it for good. Joseph was saying to his brothers, you meant it for evil. But God has turned it for good. Mm -hmm. So when his brothers were selling him, they did not know that it was a principle to prepare a future for themselves. 
through the effort they were selling Joseph. Oh, didn't your Bible say, if they have known, they wouldn't crucify the Lord of glory? If the devil has known, he would have left you alone. Yes, yes, yes. If he had known, he wouldn't do what he was doing in your life. Because every weapon that is used by the devil can become a weapon in your hands. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. David didn't kill Goliath with his own sword. He didn't cut the head of Goliath with his own sword. Ah. So what was supposed to kill Goliath was in the hands of Goliath. And Goliath thought this thing is going to kill David. He didn't know that this thing is going to kill him. If, ah, if, if he had known, he would have come without a sword. <laughs> he carried the sword that is going to cut his head. But he thought it was for David's head. And David had to remind him. Now, when David told him, I'm going to cut your head, he looked in the hands of David, there is no sword. Wisdom should have come to him and said, maybe he's looking at my sword. <laughs> David was looking at the sword of Goliath and he said, I'm going to cut your head. But he had no sword. Question. What was David looking at? He was looking at the sword of Goliath. He was young. But he has the intelligence to know that every weapon in the hands of the devil is my weapon. Yes. Yes. So when he's trying to torment me, I know he's making me strong. Yes. Because there is a, a kind of military training that I don't give to all militaries or military force. You know the elite force, they are trained differently. But when they are being trained, it feels like they want to kill them. But they become tough because of the training. So the tougher the training, the tougher they become. God wants to raise a, an elite force. Yes, I said God is about to raise an elite force. People that have been through something. People that have gone through the process of formation. Not just creation, formation. Because there's a difference between creation and formation. Yes, God always creates the word, but he forms with something. Yes. If he created the world with a word, but he formed men with the dust. He squeezes men into being. And then he releases the creation in the formation. Ah, I'm getting somewhere. So, so, God, you are a new creation. But you're being formed. Ah. You are a new creation in Christ. But everything that is happening today has a mission to squeeze you into being. So that, listen, the reason why God squeezed man and formed him so that men may be able to relate to earth. Because man was created in the spirit. Therefore, man had no connection with earth. The formation part connects you with the earth. So when we are going through something, God is making us sensi sensitive to the need of other people. Because if you have never been through something, you don't know how they feel. You want a healing ministry, you need to know how it feels to feel sick. So that when you are praying for people, you are not praying out of your mind, you are praying out of your heart. When you see somebody suffering, you don't want the person to suffer. Because you know what it costs not to sleep at night. You know what it costs have, having pain everywhere. You know how it feels like. You're being formed. Say to your neighbor, you've been formed. Look, Lazarus. Jesus says, 
The sickness is not unto death. No. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. When Lazarus died, Jesus knew if Lazarus does not die, there can be testimony. Raising the dead and healing the sick, two different testimonies. I study my Bible. And I realized something powerful. In the book of John chapter number 11, Lazarus has just died. And then the Lord said, don't carry on when he died. Don't even read his burial. I said, why? He said, go to John 12. Went to John 12. And they say, Jesus was eating with Lazarus. And the Holy Spirit started to minister to me. He said, it was written in heaven that Jesus had dinner with Lazarus. So if Lazarus had remained in the grave, what was written wouldn't happen. You don't take where I'm going. So because of a dinner, Lazarus had to come back. Now, do you know that the prophecy over your life is more powerful than having dinner? So what I'm trying to tell you, because of what is written upon your life, death cannot swallow you. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Because of what is written over your life, you walk out of that trouble knowing that the Lord has spoken over my life. That's why David knew he couldn't die. He just received the anointing to be king. So if one has to die, it's not him. Because the word was not fulfilled yet. And you realize that Goliath does not have a word over his life. So when he checked the two of them, he knew, this one without word will die. Me, I'm going on. I'm praying that the word of the Lord over your life may work this morning. Meeting God in the trouble. You get a revelation of who God is. Look at Job. Job had heard about God and he has never seen him. In the midst of the trouble, he said, my ears heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Oh. <laughs> so all the experience of Job was an experience that he was told. He was living on the strength of what he was told. He was not living on the strength of what he has seen. Ah. Because when you are told, you can doubt. But when you have seen, you can't doubt anymore. Yes. Yes. We can tell you Jesus heals. But when yourself you experience it, you have seen him. Oh, there is a place where God allows things to happen for you to see him. Your ears have heard the gospel, but your eyes are seeing the gospel. The word we heard, which we have handled, which we have touched, the word of truth that was with the Father since the beginning. So Jesus applied the principle. The people heard about the Messiah, and he said that you have to have an experience of seeing the Messiah. So he has to reduce himself into a body. Ah, he had to step into a skin of a man so that John can handle him, so that John can touch him. And God's John said, I'm not only hearing, now I'm seeing. Hmm. The church is coming to a place of seeing. I said the church is coming to a place of seeing. The church is coming to a place of seeing. Hi, let's read Job chapter number 42, verse 5 to 6, so that you can see what I'm talking about. Job 42, verse 5 to 6. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm here to announce to you, you are about to stumble into a revelation and a manifestation of God's glory in your life like never before. Yes. Job said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now... My eyes sees you. 
So, from there, Job says, I'm going to shut my mouth. You see, when you hear, you talk a lot. When you see, you become quiet. Hey, 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 hey. When you hear, you talk a lot. But when you see, you become quiet. Do you know that in the book of Revelation, when John saw the Messiah in his glory, he fell. There was no word anymore. You know that, that sometimes you can be shouting until you see him. And then your voice is gone. Because seeing him has the ability to impart a deep sense of reverence in your soul. That you know that I'm standing on holy ground. I'm not here to talk with him. I'm here to receive. I'm here to humble myself because I'm the midst of holiness. Job was talking a lot. Saying, Lord, why do you do that to me? Even he said, even if I have to fight with you, you will still overcome because you are mighty. He said, what have I done to you? Curse be the day I was born. God said, brace yourself. We are not going to talk anymore. I'm going to reveal myself. And when I'm revealing myself, I'm going to ask you questions. Job said, I don't talk. He said, I put my hands on my mouth. Those who have not met him, question him a lot. But when you have seen him, you don't question him anymore. The bigness of his presence answers all your questions. Job! Hmm. Job. Another example I want to give you is Anna. It was the barrenness of Anna that moved her to a house. Do you understand that? It was barrenness that moved Anna to the presence of God. Anna was arguing with her rival because she was in the flesh. She thought the rival was a problem. She went to her husband and said, if you don't give me a child, I die. The husband said, am I God? To give you children? Oh, you don't understand what the husband was saying. The husband was referring her back to God. The husband was saying, you miss your way. Don't come to me. Don't go to the rival. Go to God. He said, am I God? It means, why are you petitioning with me? You know, sometimes we petition with the wrong people. No, 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 no. There is a point where people say, but I don't know anyone. When Mary asked that question, the angel says, the, the power of the Most High will step in. So it's not all about knowing men. There needs to be a place where you know no one. And when you know no one, you know God. Yes, yes, yes. I know nobody. There's no one to help me. I'm going to tell you this morning, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you will find yourself with help. The husband says, no, go to God. Let's read. Let's read First Samuel. I want us to read First Samuel chapter number uh, 1, verse 5 to 6. And then we jump from there, verse 9 to 17. So let's read First Samuel 1, verse 5 to 6 first. And then we jump there from verse 9 to 17. Wow. Are you blessed? Yes. They say, but Anna, but to Anna, he will give a double portion for he loved Anna, although the Lord has closed a womb. Is it the devil closing the womb? No. Who closed the womb? No. Keep it like that. Don't take this scripture away, my friend. Don't take it away. The Bible says, God Add clothes a womb. Hi. How many people know that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? He hasn't changed. Now, I, I used to think 
that the closing of the womb is always the devil. But when I read this story, I realized that there are some barrenness that are ordained. Yes. Because <laughs> when you are fruitful, you miss on the dimension of seeking God. And sometimes God will allow things not to kill you. God never, God will, he will not allow it so that you can die. He allows it so that his purposes may stand. Oh, 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 let, let, let's carry on. Let's carry on the reading. Let's carry on. You will see now. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Keep it there again. No, it didn't stop. Her womb was closed by God. And then the rival was activated. Have you realized that sometimes circumstances? It's not just what you are going through. But sometimes all the doors are shouting against you. Wherever you go, it's like it repels you. And then people are placed to torment you. Where sometimes you pray, Lord, take me out of this family. I heard of a woman that said, I will never divorce my husband, but I'm praying for his death. She said, I don't want to break the word of God. But the Bible says a widow is permitted to remarry. So I'm praying hard that this man may vacate. Don't check what I'm saying. I don't know if you take what I'm saying. Sometimes we are not honest. That's what we feel. <laughs> Sometimes we are battled for long and we say, God, I think this person can rest in peace. <laughs> I don't know if it has happened to you. Well, sometimes we wish with all your being that somebody may vacate. Because it feels like a person is standing on your way. My Lord, help me. The rival was poking that woman every day. I mean, I know I'm barren, but I don't need to be reminded. You know, it's not the knowledge that is painful, it's the remembrance of the knowledge that is painful. I'm aware of what I'm going through. But when somebody says it, it pierces my heart. You know, one day one of my child, a few years ago, was sick. And a guy told me, but you are the one that pray for healing in the church. Why don't you pray for your own son? That cut me to the heart. I said, Lord, these people are wicked. I'm ministering to a bunch of wicked people. How can my friend tell me that? You know, it makes you feel like you are nothing. And there are people like that. They say, Don't, are you the one that believes in healing? And why are you struggling like this? They have to remind you what you believe. May God spare you. But you, you know what? When the rival was poking her, she went to her husband. The husband said, no, go to God. Carry on the reading. Carry on. From verse 5. Let's go to verse 9. So Anna arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. 
and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservants and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to you. I will give it to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Keep it there. Keep it good. Yeah, keep it like that. Now, there is something that shocks me. Anna didn't only go to the house of the Lord, but she noticed the condition of Eli. Yes. When she got to the door, she realized Eli was old. So if God, I have to, I have to trade with God, I need to give him a prophet. Because this house is in need of a prophet. I know I am barren. But if you can open my womb, I will give you a prophet. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There are things in your life where you need to engage the interest of the kingdom in order for God to move in your life. Yes. Some of you haven't gotten the message. You are fighting that thing. You don't know. God is waiting for you to stand up in what he has called you for and say, God, if you ever touch me, I will give you the words. She got into the house of the Lord and she realized this man is old. This man is old. This man is old. This house needs a prophet. Some of you are praying for breakthrough. You come in the house. We're talking about building fun and you don't know the language God is speaking to you. He said, if you can open my room, you are the prophet. And she was praying. She was praying and pouring the bitterness of her soul. But another thing. God kept the womb. Because the man to come in the womb is special. So it means that there are some special assignments that God has in the life of people and God will not allow them to be like everybody else. In a way that the womb was kept for a prophet to come in. Could it be that what you are going through is a sign of the anointing of God upon your life? That God has separated you for a time such as this? That even when it's not going well, God still has a plan for that barren womb. No wonder the, the mother of John the Baptist, Elizabeth, was barren. No wonder Mary was a virgin. No wonder Jesus used a donkey that no one has ridden upon before. No, one, he was, no wonder he was buried in a grave that no one was buried on before. Jesus is the one that wants to be first. He wants to be first. And he will keep the condition of a place so that he will not be defiled. Hmm. He knew that if he has given you the breakthrough, you would have given the glory to your money. So he's keeping you as a virgin in the spirit so that when the breakthrough comes, you know who gave it to you. And you know that if it was not for God, mm -mm, mm -mm. if it was not for God, there, was, there is nothing I can do if it's not for God. If it was not for the Lord, my God, Samuels are going to be born in this season. I said Samuels are going to be born in this season. Samuels are going to be born in this season. Ah, I said Samuels are going to be born. Let's carry on our reading. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. It said, happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Huh. Now Anna spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. 
Keep it there. There are some situations that will take your voice away. There are some situations you can't explain to anyone. Because no one understands you. Have you seen people when you are going through something, when you are explaining to them, apply the word, speak the word. Have you seen that? But you just did that. You just did it. They said, no, you don't have faith. But you just did it. They don't know it's an Anna or an How do I make a word here? Or an Ananite situation. Whereby, whereby God is not letting anyone interfere because he wants you at the altar. So when people try to interfere, they don't know that God is busy with you. Listen, 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 listen. There are some situations where you don't need the servant of Elisha. Listen, when Elisha or Elijah, one of them, was sitting on Mount Carmel, and the child of a lady, it was Elijah or Elisha, Elisha, the child of a lady he has prophesied over died. The lady saddled a donkey. Malun Kreke Sata. Even her husband was kept out of the situation. The husband said, are you okay? She said, it is well. It is well. She said to the rider of the donkey, don't stop until I tell you. She was on the donkey, left. Elisha was sitting on Mount Carmel. He was sitting there. And you know, he was meditating on how his father in the Lord's the prophet of Baal, sitting there. And you know what happened? The servant came. When they saw the woman, Elisha said, God has not revealed to me what troubles him. That's why all the prophets that tell you they know everything, they are liars. Yes, prophets don't know everything. They only know what God reveals to them. When you meet a prophet that tells you he knows everything, he's not a prophet, he's a liar. He does not know everything. That's why you fall for cheap thing. <laughs> now, oh Lord, help me. <laughs> now, the man, the Geisha came because he had the stick of Elisha. And uh, you know what? The woman didn't even greet him. And Geisha went in with a stick. Elisha said, go with my stick. Because now the child is dead. Go raise the child. He ran with a stick. He got there. He put the stick. He hit the child with a stick. The child was dead as to do. The woman was holding the feet of Elisha. He said, I'm not going unless you come with me. No, there are times where you need to say to God, I don't need your servant. I need you. There are times where you need to go and humble yourself at the feet of the Lord. Because whatever somebody will tell you will annoy you more because you have done it all. So you need to go. And, and the Bible says, Elisha came with her and the stick could not raise the child, but the praise of Elisha made the miracle. There are times where the stick cannot do. At a time where it's only the presence of God. When you expose yourself to the presence, that's where things are solved. This woman has the, has the intelligence to know that in this trouble, I need to be exposed to Elisha himself, not Geisha. Let's continue the reading. I said, Eli told her, you are drunk. And he said to her, how long would you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. This man does not have discernment. A prophet without discernment. Now, this, man is, this woman is struggling because she has, she's in pain. She's barren and there is somebody at home that is kicking her. And then she has run to the altar and now the altar is trying to repel her. Now, the, the custodian of the presence is trying to repel her. And she has to rectify this man and correct him and say, I am not drunk. Uh, I'm pouring 
but Anna answers and said, no, Lord, no, my Lord, no, my Lord, no, my Lord, no, my Lord. Not no Adonai, no. If you read the Hebrew, it's not written Adonai, it's written Adoni, which is different from Adonai. And you know that when you talk about Adoni, Adoni talks about men most of the time, lordship of men. So you say, so Anna knew that although you represent God, but here you are just a master, you are not God. Yes. He said, you are just a master, you're not God here. <laughs> so I can talk to you as a master, but not as God. Keep quiet, I'm dealing with God now. And she said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful. So she has to explain the condition to the prophet. Yes. Some people come to me and say, what is your problem? Hi, I thought you knew. No. <laughs> Who told you I knew? If I knew, I would have called you. you. You make appointment. You want me to know why you make appointment. But you are the one making the appointment. This is the burden they put on prophets and people become false prophets. I'm not a magician. I'm not a witch doctor. Yes, I'm sent by God. There was a man sent by God, his name was Eli, uh, uh, John. And John was not telling problem people, he was telling them the truth. Uh, hear me out. Now, he said, hey, I'm sorrowful. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drunk, drink. But I have poured out my soul before. Lord. Some people they do that. They have drink. They have had intoxicating drink. Yes, yes. Some, I was for a meeting and uh, I was praying. I said, "We are not is coming." Yes, yes, yes. The man was drunk. <laughs> it was not anointing. He was drunk. When I got close to him, the smell repelled me. I said, "This is not the smell of the wine of the Holy Ghost. This is real wine." must know your limit. Don't get drunk and come and mess us up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, no, no, he said, but I pour my soul before the Lord. Now, what does he tell us is that the bitterness of her soul was like a drink. She was high. Do you know that pain can cause you like you are deranged? Some people talk alone. You don't know why they are talking alone and you think they have lost it, but it's the pain of the heart that they are pouring. Because the more they keep quiet, the more painful their heart is. So they have to empty themselves sometimes by talking. So not everybody that talks alone is a mad person. Hallelujah. So the woman was talking. And, 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 and now, 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 listen to what he said, the prophet. Let's go right now. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Pain has, a, pain has that thing that can corner you to talk. Have you seen people that talk without stopping? Sometimes they talk not because they want to talk, but the pain pushes them to talk. If the pain is pushing them, it pushes them to talk. Now, let's go on. When he said, then Eli answered, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant you, grant your petition which you have asked him. Let's carry on. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate and her face was no longer sad. Let's continue. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to the house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Anna, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. The lady said to the prophet, it's not that I am a wicked woman. It's pain. It's pain. And then the prophet spoke. He said, may the God of Israel I say, may the God, of, not the God of Eli, may the God of Israel, which is the God of Jacob. Because Jacob, we read it, Psalm 24, the generation that seek the Lord, the generation of Jacob. So he's saying, may the God of those who seek him. It's not any God that answers. 
It's the God of those who seek him. He said, maybe God of Israel, the one that seeks. Now, now, there are many dimensions in God. You must know that. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter number uh, 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because those who come near God must know that God exists. And the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, there is a portion in God that is allocated to those who seek him. And not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets that. He's called the God of Israel, the God of Jacob. So when you seek God, you are arousing the God of Jacob in him. So he said, this generation, he said, may the God of Israel, may the God of those who seek him remember you. The Bible says she left and she changed her attitude. She hasn't, she hasn't gotten the child yet, but she knew that she had it. Listen, when the word came, her whole attitude changed. She was not seeking anymore, she was now worshiping. She was not trusting anymore, she was now praising. When the word of God comes, it settles your matter. You have, you have not seen it, but you have it. May the God of Israel answer you this morning. I say, may the God of Israel answer you this morning. May the God of Israel answer you this morning. He said, then she went home and changed her face. She was not sad anymore. So it means, remember, the attitude of a rival has not changed. But for the remaining nine months or whatever months it was, when the rival was talking, Anna was laughing. Because Anna knew, I have it, you can see it, but I have it. <laughs> Anna knew, I am already pregnant. I got pregnant at the altar. Mm -hmm. Because the word came from the altar and entered my womb. And when I stood up from there, I was pregnant as never before, even when I couldn't feel it. Stood up, change your face, start rejoicing. The Bible said, then Elkanah knew, huh, my Lord, knew his wife. Huh? But it was the knowledge of his wife that made her pregnant. Because he has known the woman before. These people were old, so it was not the first time. Now, what is happening here? There's a sentence, and they say, and the Lord remembered. Allah, The Lord remembered. Say, Lord, remember me, oh Lord. The Lord remembered. Somebody told me, can God forget? I say, yes. He said, no, it's possible. He's almighty. I said, but if he's able to confine himself into a human being, huh? if he can, the Bible says the heaven cannot contain him, then he came as a human being. So he has the ability. Ha. He has the ability to, to see something from his own self. He said, your sins I will remember no more. Meaning I will forget. Yes. Oh, you don't take what I'm saying. Yes. It's in your Bible, but you don't read it that way. He said, I will forget about your sin. So when you say you have sinned, I say, when? Yes. <laughs> he said, your sin and your lawlessness, I will remember no more. So one day when Jesus appears and he says, Lord, forgive me. He says, when? Because you are washed in the blood. I say you are washed in the blood. You are clean in the blood. You put your trust in the blood. So when you repent from something, stop repenting for several days. For think I must repent and pray and cry for several days, then I know God has forgiven me. No, the principle is not the crying. The principle is the attitude of the heart. If your heart is sincere, when you pray, it's done with. There are some people, they are still confessing sin when they were young. Yeah, in this house. Every time they pray, they remember that and they confess it. You are confused. He said, I will remember no more. I say, I will remember no more. They told me the story of, of a man that a child says, Jesus came to me, and the pastor said, are you sure it's Jesus? He said, yeah, it's him. He came to my room. So he said, okay, ask Jesus when he come, what was the last sin I committed? He wanted to test him. 
So Richard came, he said, Jesus came. He said, what did you tell him? He said, when I asked him, he looked into heaven, he looked to earth, he said, I can't remember. And the man said, why can't he remember? I did it. And the child said, no, but he's, didn't you repent? He said, yes, I did. He said, Jesus said he does not remember anymore. Oh. Hallelujah. So Anna changed her attitude. And the Lord remembered her. You see, there are many other examples, but the time is too gone. I just want to conclude. That there is a time of remembrance in your life. Some of you here, you have done so many things in the kingdom that are forgotten. And because it's forgotten, it's like the Lord is not answering you. I'll give you two examples in the Bible. In the book of Acts chapter number 10, the Bible says Ananias, Cornelius, was a Gentile. And he was giving things to the poor and he was helping the Jews. And God says that your offering and gift have been set before me as a memorial, which means remembrance. So he said, whenever I look at your staff, I remember you. Ay, 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 ay. So, so, so there are some deeds that you have done in the kingdom that are like a pillar before God. Whenever God looks at it, God is bound to help you because of what you have done. Listen, I want you to know that there are some things in your life God will never let you go down. Because of a remembrance that is set before him day and night. And because of what you have done. Because of a sacrifice you have done for other people. Because of a prayer in your room that you have prayed for other people. God will not forget you. Amen. Yes. Now the second example in the book of Esther. I was even reading it this morning again. The Bible says that, that oh, it was last night. The Bible says that Cornelius, uh, uh, Mordecai has saved the king. Remember that story? Mordecai saved the king because the gatekeepers were planning to kill the king. And Mordecai came to the secret of their heart and he went and told the king. And then they wrote it in the chronicles of the king, but the king forgot. And one night, ah, yeah, 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 the Lord took sleep away from the king. And while the king was restless, he ordered that the book of chronicles may be given. He read into the book of chronicles that Mordecai helped him. And he asked, did we help him? Did we reward him? And they say, no. He say, who is in the courtyard? They say, Haman is just there. Now, Haman comes, and the king said to Haman, what shall it be done to the king, the woman that the king wants to honor? Haman thought, it's me. But remember, the Bible said he was coming to speak to the king about hanging Mordecai. So his agenda was to kill Mordecai. <laughs> but he did not know that in between, the God of remembrance has stepped in. Amen. That what was supposed to kill Mordecai has become now a grace for lifting. Amen. So when he stepped in there, and they say Mordecai, Eman is here, man said, ah, to the men that the king wishes to honor, let royal robe be brought, a robe that the king himself wore before, and let the horse, a royal horse, where the king sat before, given. This man is wicked. He's, he's, he wants to take the place of a king. <laughs> no. Because you don't understand that he was trying to play the king in front of the people. Oh yeah. my lord. So he will dress like a king on the horse of a king. From far you will think the king is coming. But it's Mordecai coming. May those who try to plot against your life be exposed. In the name of Jesus. If it's human being, if it's demons, let them be all be exposed in the name of Jesus. Now the king said, Oh, Mordecai, Eman, that is great news. Go and do it for Mordecai. Confusion set in. This is the man I want to kill. I need to honor. But he didn't know that in between, remembrance has come. He thought Mordecai was still forgotten. So he wanted to use the space where Mordecai was forgotten to be killed. You know, some people die in that space where they are forgotten and they die. But your book of Chronicles is open this morning. Amen. Now, the book of Chronicles, it's, it, it just means that where they record the deeds, Chronicles. So your book of Chronicles is open this morning. 
no, no. The, the pillar that is set or the, the pole that is set to hang you will hang your enemies. You, you ride on royal horse. When the enemies are chanting, chanting in front of you, this is what is done to the man that the king wants to honor. I'm praying this morning that what the enemy meant for evil, God may turn it for your good. I said what the enemy meant for evil, God may turn it for your good. Can we give a big hand out to our Lord? Whoa. Can we give a big God bless you? Can we give a big God bless you to the Lord? This morning, I perceived in my spirit, I perceived that things are changing. I perceived that things are changing. That, that what want to kill you will become a testimony in your life. I said what want to destroy you will become a testimony. That the pole that was set for you to be hanged will be a pole where the glory of God will arise. I want the worship team in front so that we can finish it together. Ha, ha, the spirit of the Lord is in the house. This word has come for somebody this morning. Don't be discouraged anymore. For the Lord God Almighty goes before you. I say the Lord of hosts goes before you. The Lord of hosts goes before you. God is waiting for you. And the moment you say, Lord, here I am. The glory of the Lord will swim into your life like never before. And when people see you, it will be like the blind man that was healed. The Bible says the man was blind since birth. When he got healed, people were discussing, is that him? Is that not him? And the man came, he said, it is me. <laughs> it, it's me. I was blind. Now I see, my God, Sataba, that people may wonder if it's the same person they gossip about. Yes, that people may wonder if it's the one they thought is going to die. Then you say to them, it is me. Yes, it is me. The Lord has done it for me. I say the Lord has done it for me. I'm praying that the Lord may do it for you this morning. I pray that the Lord may do it for you this morning. Yes, yes. Listen, I'm not advocating trouble. I'm trying to explain to you some of the realities in trouble. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you is that there are some dimensions in things that happen to us that we don't understand. And sometimes there are truths connected to it. And these are the truths I'm trying to tell you. So that you may be like Anna. That when you come out of here, you know it's settled. Now you know it's settled. You know and you know it's settled. That nothing can stop you anymore. Can we sing this song? And I want you to receive as the song is being sung. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Prepare yourself for glory this morning. Prepare yourself for glory this morning. We're going to end this service well. My Lord, help us. Help us.